do you have a family doctor? If you do, chances are you know someone who does not. And if you don't, you are not alone. Figures show 2.2 million people in Ontario do not have a family doctor, and that number is expected to rise to 3 million by 2025. New data from the Ontario College of Family Physicians shows more than 65,000 patients locally are without a family doctor. That is a huge concern for the Middlesex London region. To talk about this, we're joined by Dr. Eric Wong, a family doctor in London and a board member of the Ontario College of Family Physicians. Thanks for your time today. Well, you're very welcome. Pleasure. Locally, uh, provincially, the number of people without a uh, family doctor is uh, rising. Uh, uh, How concerning is this? It is very concerning. Uh, We know from our data that up to 2.2 million Ontarians right now don't have access to a regular family doctor. Um, And locally, here in Middlesex, London, uh, upwards over 65,000 people don't have access to a regular family doctor. And this is up from 57,000 back in 2020. So the problem is compounding and getting worse. Um, And just to give you a sense, I've been a family doctor here in London for 18 years. um, And every week um, right now, I get asked by someone uh, who is looking for a family doctor. Uh, I get asked by my patients, family members. Uh, in my clinic, I work also in the retirement homes, and I get asked by the staff that work at the retirement homes. I get asked by other patients in the retirement homes who are about to lose their family doctors. Um, so it's, uh, it's a worsening problem, for sure. What has led to the shortage, would you say? Yeah, there are a number of factors uh, that have led to this, and, and we've known that we had a shortage for some time. Uh, first of all, we, we don't have enough family physicians, and, and we haven't trained enough. Um, secondly, you know, we are, like many other healthcare sectors, we're facing a wave of retirements because of the aging workforce of family doctors. Thirdly, the pandemic and the stresses associated with that have also accelerated some of this retirement um, in family doctors' practices. Uh, but more importantly, I, I think over time, family practice has become a bit less attractive for people, for our medical graduates to, to practice. We know that since 2018, we have fewer and fewer medical students every year being interested in, family, in choosing family medicine as a career choice. And I'm also a teacher of students and residents, and some of my graduates who, who have uh, licensed to practice in Ontario now uh, aren't choosing to uh, open up family practices. They're working in focused practices and, and in hospitals, um, and this is in part because of the high administrative workload that family doctors have to face. Uh, and and uh, up to 75% of family doctors in the province aren't supported by a team of other healthcare professionals like nurses, physiotherapists, uh, social workers, occupational therapists, res- respiratory therapists who can help provide the right care for the right patients. As a family doctor yourself, I mean, you you were kind of uh, touching upon why you know some may not go into that, but as a family doctor, is that um, uh, do you understand those concerns, but also maybe frustrating because it can be very rewarding and we do need more family doctors? You're absolutely right. It is for myself personally, and I'm sure all family doctors working, uh, we cannot ask for a better profession to be in. Um, it, you know, it is one that we cherish dearly and we're able to uh, help folks in our everyday work. Um, I, and I think the problem is that students see, you know, myself, you know, as a teacher uh, who spent a lot of time doing work that is not face-to-face with my patients. You know, as an example, last night I came home from work and I had to spend an extra three hours uh, doing administrative work and, and, you know, reviewing laboratory results, uh, filling out forms, filling out referrals. You know, if we can streamline some of those processes, uh, reduce some of the time that family doctors are spending on these administrative burdens, you know, which is up to 19 hours per week, 
uh, we can free our family doctor's time to allow some of us who are currently working to take on some patients, some more patients who don't have access to family doctors right now. So when we look at, you know, 65,000 uh, people locally, patients locally without a family doctor, how many doctors would you say we would need to maybe address some of that, uh, that gap, that shortage? So, so many more is the answer, I would say. And certainly, you know, we all know that it takes time to train family doctors. So I think we need some more immediate solutions. And Ontario Family Doctors and the Ontario College of Family Physicians have put forth some solutions that I think are really great. Uh, one of which, as I indicated earlier, is to try to uh, change the system, uh, streamline processes, reduce the number of forms and administrative burden and red tape that family doctors have to have to do in the care in providing care for the patients, so we can actually see more patients and actually take on more patients. Uh, and secondly, if we can ensure that every Ontarian has access to family doctors who work with a team of other healthcare providers, we can ensure that the right care can be uh, provided to patients at the right time. Again freeing up some uh, family doctor's time to see additional patients uh, and new patients. And, and this is a more immediate solution to, to the problem that is at, at hand. Who is impacted the most uh, by not having uh, family doctors in, in London and Middlesex? Yeah, if we look at our data, you know, as I said earlier, uh, uh, over 65,000 people in Middlesex, London don't have family physicians. Um, and those who are most vulnerable are being hit the hardest. Uh, 16, over 16,000 people in, in the lowest income brackets don't have a family physician of that 65,000. Uh, and we also know that uh, over 10,000 people with a diagnosis of mental health illness don't have access to a family doctor locally, uh, as well as 10, over 10,000 people living in the most racialized neighborhoods in Middlesex London don't have a family physician. Are you aware of any incentives? Could we offer incentives for people to go into family medicine, or could those incentives be some of you know some of the solutions you were uh, talking about to address this, and also just reducing some of uh, the administrative work that people would have to do? Like, is that the incentive, or is there something beyond that that maybe we could offer people to go into this field? Certainly, I think there are incentives that can be provided in many ways, and. You know, what the Ontario College of Family Physicians have put forth and, and, and you know, family doctors and both the Ontario College are very happy to hear that our government have committed some funding uh, to increasing the number of primary care health teams. And this, as I indicated earlier, will be able to provide Ontarians with a team of other healthcare professionals and increasing access to, to healthcare for those. Um, and, and again, uh, you know, the recent announcement by, by the government uh, here in Ontario, as well as the uh, government of Canada, in terms of the healthcare tr- uh, transfer funding, uh, focusing on ensuring that every uh, citizen has a family physician will also go a long way uh, in ensuring that people have the adequate care. Uh, and most importantly, I, I think, uh, you know, modernizing the digital systems to allow better communication and reducing administrative workload is also another big incentive uh, for people to, for graduates to go into family medicine and for people who are practicing to stay in practice, uh, and then for those of us who are practicing to be able to see more patients. It's incredibly important. And just finally, what's the impact of people not having a family doctor, not having that resource to turn to for for many different ways? I look at my own family doctor as someone who guides me through my health journey, and and it's great to, first of all, to have a partner uh, who can do that with you. And, you know, we know that people who don't have family doctors get sicker. Uh, They visit emergency rooms more often. They're admitted to hospitals more often. You know, things that we do as as family doctors uh, 
in terms of preventive care, screening for cancers, providing vaccinations, some of those things can be missed. And really, as someone who don't who doesn't have a family doctor, you're going to be exposed to more illnesses than you have to be, and perhaps you get sicker than you have to be. It's a really important topic. I appreciate you uh, discussing it with us today. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. That's Dr. Eric Wong, a family doctor here in London and a board member of the Ontario College of Family Physicians.